0: Hello, Believers, and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger Podcast. I'm Dr. Shante, and this is the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in your dreams. So let me start with a big old honking thank you, because the response to last week's episode, there's some hoes in this house, man... I just, I got so many emails and inboxes and texts and things about that episode. And I wanted to share one of them with you, which is just really confirmation about when you're obedient and you deliver messages that you kind of feel in your spirit need to be shared. And I got an an inbox message on Twitter from a listener that said, I just listened to your last episode as a Christian turned agnostic because of jadedness. I really enjoyed it. You voiced a lot of my frustrated feelings. I appreciate it. And what this tells me is it tells me a few things. First of all, an an agnostic is someone who believes that nothing can be known or that or questions the existence of God beyond anything that they can physically touch and see. Okay, so like their faith has been compromised and they only really have faith in things that they can see, smell, touch or taste or what have you. Let me tell you what's so powerful about that piece of feedback. What's so powerful about that is that it's just confirmation that church folks. Are running Christians out of the church, church folks are running Christians out of the church because of so many of those behaviors that I talked about last week. And remember, this is the the series called Spring Cleaning, and Spring Cleaning is all about cleaning up some of our attitudes, our behaviors, our beliefs, things that we do that essentially hinder our platforms. Because if you are an entrepreneur, an influencer. You desire to touch the lives of other people and even though you might have a really solid business plan or a really good idea or something that can change thousands of lives, if your heart and your mind and your behaviors are not in alignment with what it really truly means to be one of service and one of compassion, then your platform is not going to be sustainable. So we are in the second episode of the spring cleaning series, and we're going to end it next week with episode 12. But today we are talking all about shade. Okay. Shade. And our guiding scripture for today's episode comes from John chapter 8, 37 through 39 and 44. And it says this, this is Jesus speaking. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak which that I have seen with my father and you do that which you have seen with your father. They answered unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Verse 44, you are of your father, the devil and the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and did not abide in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks of a lie, he speaks of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. And so we're going to be talking all about shade because Jesus just threw some shade. They threw it back at him. Uh, He is having a conversation and argument right now with guess who? Church folks. So (laughs) in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Whose works are you doing? Okay, so whose works are you doing? Number two, throwing shade, and number three, playing church. So let's get right into it. So let me say this. I want to hit you with a disclaimer because I know some of you might be listening to the past couple of episodes and think, what she got against church, folks? First of all, I have a lot of things against church folks, okay, based on the criteria that I've articulated in these past couple of podcasts and will do so again in this episode. I don't have anything against Christians. You know, church folks are people that pretend, you know, to love the Lord and follow his teachings and things like that, but their attitudes, their hearts, their mindset, their behaviors are so inconsistent with that. But please know, I go to church every Sunday, pay my tithes faithfully serve on several ministries in the church. So I don't have anything against church goers. Okay. But a lot of times people get run out of church, just like I shared in the feedback at the beginning of this episode, because so many of us come to church thinking that the church is full of Christians and it's not. The church is full of sinners saved by grace. Some of them are Christians. Some of them are heathens. Some of them are church folks. Okay. And because we think that Everybody is is living and thinking and behaving consistently with what Jesus expects us to do. And when that doesn't happen, we get hurt in a way that becomes so deep and severe because there's just no hurt like church hurt. Okay, That, that hurt on a spiritual level can do so much damage. And we don't acknowledge, you know, the kind of hurt that we're causing other people by some of the attitudes that we have. So here in our guiding lesson scripture today. Jesus is going back and forth with the Pharisees, with the religious teachers, okay? And one of the things that I want you to take away from from this passage is this. We, me and you, you and I, me and you, your mom and your cousin too, we have to stop acting like we have a heaven or hell to put people in, okay? So in the context of, of this story, what's happening here and why they have an issue with Jesus is because Jesus' following is growing. Think about that. The Pharisees have been teaching rules and regulations. If you get caught in sin, we're going to take you out and we're going to throw stones at you and we're going to put you out and you're going to be an outcast and and if you don't do everything perfectly then you're going to experience judgment and shame. So Jesus is coming with love and healing and compassion and restoration and kindness and people are flocking to that. They are so thirsty for that. They're like, "Oh my goodness, you mean I'm worth something? You mean I have value? You mean that even though I'm not perfect or I didn't come from a good family or I don't have money in my pocket that I can still be loved too? So Jesus following is growing. People are starting to believe that salvation is for everybody, not just for the Jews, not just for the church folks, not just for the rule followers, but Jesus came to save that which was lost, to save everybody who was lost. And Jesus's teachings at this time are about salvation through faith. The Pharisees' teachings, on the other hand, are about salvation through the law. In other words, you get saved by following rules. So that's what the Pharisees is teaching. And I point this out because too often we like to hold up rules as evidence of doing things, quote unquote, decently and in order. How many times have you heard that, especially if you go to a black church, we need to do everything decently and in order and decently and in order becomes a smokescreen for conformity and assimilation. It's not about doing things decently and in order. It's just doing things the way that you think they ought to be done. It's about toeing the line, getting in line. You know, don't ask no questions. Um, Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Just get in line. And that's not what Jesus came to do. Jesus was not about, quote unquote, conformity and assimilation. Uh, Just because things are done decently and in order doesn't mean that you browbeat people with rules and regulations. And so here... When we talk about whose works are you doing, you know, the Pharisees argue, well, we doing the works of Abraham because Old Testament that that was their Bible at the time. Right now we have the whole Bible. But at that time, all they had was the Old Testament. And so their reference point was Abraham. And so they felt like they were children of Abraham. And many of us, we feel like, well, I'm a child of God, you know, or I believe in God or I believe in in Jesus. And even if you believe that you can be doing the right thing things in the wrong spirit. I want to repeat that you can be doing the right things in the wrong spirit. And how does this manifest itself? It manifests itself in many ways. I'm always picking on social media. So sometimes people do these, these passive aggressive uh, posts on on social media. I just wish folks would, or if people say they love the Lord, or I'm just trying to figure out how people who say they Christians out in the streets doing ABCD and E. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says if your brother offends you, you go to him or her in love and try to restore the relationship. It doesn't mean hop on Facebook, on social media, on Twitter, and and do petty posts. People post scriptures with a hateful heart. Should you post scripture? Yeah, you should. But when you have scathing intentions behind it to try to check somebody, or I hope Sally Sue see this because she knows she needs to read it today. Uh, yeah, you're doing the right thing, but you have the wrong spirit. You know, you cannot evangelize and criticize at the same time. I posted this on social media a few weeks ago. You cannot reach people that you're talking about. Okay, you cannot bring people closer to the Lord that you throw in shade at. In fact, the only time in the Bible that you really see Jesus lose his temper and, and flex his muscle was in church. The only time that you see Jesus lose his temper. Where did he lose his temper? Did he lose it on the street corner? No. Did he lose it in the pool hall? No. Did he lose it in the gambling den? No. Did he lose it in the drug house or the trap house? No. He lost his temper where? In church because church folks had turned what should have been a welcome haven for broken people into a shopping mall. And so we have to be careful that we avoid the sin of self-righteousness. The sin of self-righteousness, you know, we have to stop having amnesia, selective amnesia. Like, you know, we haven't been delivered from some stuff like we didn't used to do some dirt. The Bible I read says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. You know what all means? All. All means all. Everybody, me and you, your mama and your cousin, too. And I want to close out this point by turning you to Luke chapter 18, 10 through 14. And it says this. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, church folks, and the other a tax collector. And tax collectors were really despised because even though they Uh, were collectors of money they also extorted money from people and so people hated them okay they hated them and even the ones who didn't extort money from people they had such a bad reputation that they got lumped in together with the ones who were doing dirt who were shady and so it says two men went up into a temple to pray one a pharisee and the other a tax collector the pharisee standing by himself prayed thus God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his chest saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Let me tell y'all something. I really could drop the mic and end the podcast right there. We have to stop saying, I do this. I do that. I bring home the bacon, serve it up in the pan. I take care of my kids. Um, I can part straight and I can French braid. I mean, just all of these things that we think make us better. Than other people we're not okay just because your clothes are a little cleaner and just because your hair is a little straighter or just because you know you go to this church or or you make this kind of money we're not better I need you to turn to your neighbor and say I'm not better than you just because I sin differently than you so even though this tax collector was a sinner so was the pharisee okay he had the sin of self-righteousness thinking that he was somebody that he really wasn't. Jesus said here in this parable, he said it is the tax collector that went away justified and restored rather than the Pharisee who came in beating his chest talking about this is who I am and this is what I got and this is why I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. Which brings us to throwing shade. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law verse 19 says the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so here's what I want you to do. Here's what I'm challenging you to do. I want you to look at those two lists. Do a side-by-side comparison. Google fruits of the the spirit and lust of the flesh. Side-by-side comparison. And I want you to go through your social media timeline and say, do my posts reflect the fruits of the spirit or the lust of the flesh? Is what I'm saying said with a, a spirit of kindness and love and gentleness and meekness? Or is it said with with evil and, and hatred and idolatry and self-righteousness and things like that? Because if you're talking about having impact, you're not going to be able to sustain your impact if people don't value you as a person if they say well you saying one thing on your podcast you saying one thing on your blog but then when I go to look at your social media timeline you talking a totally different talk or you live in a totally different way so do our comments reflect the fruit of the spirit or the acts of the flesh and I also want you to think about who benefits who benefits from the things that you post okay what is there to be gained by throwing shade what is there to be gained by saying Beyonce this or Cardi B that or Rihanna this what is to be gained by that? Who who benefits from that? And how does that make you look? Okay, think about how that reflects upon you as a person. And I also want you to say, if someone made the same comment about me, so some of you, you know, go hard in the paint about some of these celebrities, the Kardashians and all of that. And I just want you to say, if somebody said those things about you, how would it make you feel? Sometimes we feel like because celebrities are celebrities and they put themselves and their work out for public consumption, that it makes them eligible to be these kind of public punching bags. Like, well, I can say whatever it is I want about you. You put yourself out there for public consumption, that just comes with the territory but these are people. These are humans. You know, God made them just like he made you. And so you have to think about some of the things that you say and some of the things that we share. How would you feel if people said those things about you? The difference between you and them is that your business is not, not out on front street under scrutiny and visibility. And I say this, I say this, I say this, as I've said many times before, obscurity is a blessing. When don't nobody know you, na- your name, Nobody cares about what you're doing. And that means when you make your mistakes, that means that you can make them in the privacy of your own life. But then when you become highly visible and you start making mistakes, Now you are subject to comments, the same comments that we post about other people, you become subject to that. And so some of you want a larger following, you want higher visibility, you want to rub elbows in certain circles so that you can be seen a certain way. And I'm not disparaging any of that. But please know that that does come along with a price tag. And think about what kind of energy you're going to be bringing into that place of elevation if you have some things to reap for based on the way that you've talked about other people who are already elevated so it's not that the world is out here winning because like a lot of times we like to say that the world is out here winning these hoes is out here winning the subjects is out here winning it's not that the world is out here winning it's that people who call themselves christians are out here losing because we lash out publicly from things like insecurity scarcity envy and hurt Think about how things would change if we responded in love, in love. Every time you feel that temptation to lash out at somebody, to take a dig at somebody, to throw shade at somebody, stop and say something loving. Stop and say something kind. Instead of screenshotting it and sending it to somebody with some snarky comment, how about you just say, good for you, sis. or that's what's up, sis. I'm praying for you, sis, and mean it, okay, and mean it. Spring cleaning, y'all. These are the things that we got to we got to get out of the way because the Bible says that before you go point out somebody else's indiscretions, you need to sweep the floor around your own door. You need to to look at your own life and do a a self-examination. And that's all I'm trying to get us to do, which brings us to play in church. Matthew 25, 31 says this. When the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When do we see a stranger and invite you in or you needed clothes and we clothed you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, truly, I say unto you, some versions say, verily, verily. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did also to me. But then in verse 41, he speaks to those on the left and he says, then I will say to those on the left, depart from me. In other words, get away from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? 45 and 46 says, he will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Brothers and sisters, believers, many of us have really taken our eye off the ball and we have lost sight of what it is that we have really been called here to do. It's not our job to police celebrities. You know, it's not our job to police Kanye or say how black he is or how black he's not or how he's lost his way. That's not our job here it says who are you helping that's sick who are you helping that's broken who are you helping that's hungry whose clothes you know who are you helping to put clothes on their back we got clothes closets full of clothes busting at the seams tags still on them and we just sitting up there getting more 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 why aren't we donating those clothes to somebody who can benefit and somebody that can use them you know if you want to sell them okay sell them but This is what Jesus said. He said, here are the things that I'm asking you to do. It's not your job to police the Kanye's and the Beyonce's and the Kardashians and the Miley Cyruses of the world. That's not our job. We've taken our eye off the ball because that's not what we've been called here to do. There are people who are hurting, people who are in need, people who have given up hope. That's who we have been called to help. That's what we have been called to, to do. And that's who we've been called to encourage. Jesus was very clear. He was very clear about why he came. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so that is our job to seek and to try to bring in those who are lost. No, it's not sexy and it doesn't come with a lot of social media fanfare. But truth be told, if Jesus was on earth today, he probably wouldn't even be on social media. And if he was, he wouldn't be trolling celebrities. You know, the Bible says that, that there was no form or comeliness of Jesus. In other words, he wasn't, you know, some David Beckham, some Michael B. Jordan, some, Ooh, all right. He looking good. No, the Bible describes Jesus as just a regular looking guy, just the average Joe that he was unremarkable. And yet he turned the world upside down. And every time he, 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 performed a miracle he would follow up and say he said now look don't tell nobody he was so humble about it he said listen you don't even have to go out and tell people but of course people being people could not wait but to go out and share the experience and the encounter that they had with Jesus likewise that's how we're going to set the world on fire that's how we're going to shift the dynamics that's how we're going to change the game with love not shade Okay, actually, I think there's a song um, on my iPod called Real Love, No Shade. (laughs) That's what I want us to do. Real love, no shade, because all it's doing is is making people leave the church. All it's doing is making people think we're hypocrites. All it's doing is compromising the platforms and the callings and the purposes that we have been called to. And we are so much better than that. So that is it, believers. That is episode two of our spring cleaning episode. We're going to finish this thing out next week with the gospel according to Snoop. Yes, Snoop Dogg. Snoop -G G. Because, yes, he has a gospel album out. Yes, I've heard it. Yes, I've heard some criticism about it. And, yes, I have a word to say about that, too, as does the Lord. The Bible has a word to say about everything, even Snoop. So make sure you tune in next week for that episode. If you have any questions, comments, takeaways, holler at your girl at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter, on Instagram. And I will see you next week.